you may not know like A, B, and C of whatever's on the job description, but as long as you are willing to learn and you know are are able to be patient with yourself during that learning process, then you can pretty much do whatever you know you want in life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Have a Map Podcast. My name is Ariana Smith, and I am your host for um, this week's episode. I am here with Marisol, and I am also here with Janelle Abad. So I'm going to let them both um, introduce themselves, and then I'm going to kick it off to Marisol to start questions. Hi, everybody. Um, My name is Janelle Abad, and I am the art director at Polyvinyl Records, which is an indie rock label based in Champaign, Illinois, but I currently work out of Austin, Texas right now. Hey, I'm Marisol Kral, and currently I am a senior majoring in marketing at Southern Illinois University Edwardsville, and I'm also a dog mom to Chihuahua. (laughs) So yeah, Janelle, we are so excited to have you today. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Definitely a question we would love to start off with is currently, what do you feel is your uh, current impact on the world? Wow, um, my impact on the world, um, it feels really small right now, but you know, you always hope that it can trickle down. But my, my hope is to just create, um, you know, a more inclusive and a safe space for musicians and artists within the music community. Um, right now, that's kind of tied to just the indie music community, which feels so small, but um, you know, one step at a time. Yeah, I was actually going to piggyback off of Marisol's question and kind of ask, like, what are you doing right now to, like, hopefully work towards that goal or how you want to be remembered? I try my best. Like, I'm very much in the mindset that the youth are, like, the just smartest people <laughs> in the world right now. Um, so I'm just trying to do whatever I can to... Um, you know, give them a platform and guide their way through. Cause like being a, being a student or, you know, a kid, teenager, whatever, um, you know, finding your way through uh, the music industry is really difficult. There's not like a, a one specific roadmap that you can follow roadmap <laughs> plug uh, that you can follow, you know, it, to get you to a certain place. And there's not really like a dedicated I mean, there, there are some that are out there like the Berkeley College of Music and there's very few music business oriented, you know, degrees. But um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to make that information more accessible to folks, especially, um, you know, um, young women of color, for sure. I think that's very interesting. And, you know, this just hearing about it because it can be hard going into the music industry mm-hmm. and definitely love hearing how like even though you may think it might be a little impact you have like to someone else it really couldn't mean the world so definitely we'll love to hear more about like so how how you even got there you know like already like here at polyvinyl records so Mm -hmm. definitely would love to hear about maybe like where you come from a little bit where your family comes from yeah so my family I'm first generation my parents are both from the Philippines Um, they actually moved to Canada before they moved to the U.S. so it was kind of like a one-two punch (laughs) kind of deal Um, yeah they're from the Philippines Um, I'm the first out of our family to um, get a degree in the states and go through the 
you know, education process. Um, so I grew up in Houston, um, in a suburb of Houston called Katy, and it's kind of more of like a well-off area, but my family wasn't part of that. So I kind of grew up like seeing everyone around me, um, you know, benefit from having, you know, wealthy parents and, you know, although my parents did as much as they could, you know, like money is at the end of the day, is such a huge factor to, you know, what stuff you have access to. Um, so yeah, grew up in Houston and then I ended up going to college at Texas State University. And there, uh, my sophomore year of college, I joined the college radio station, KTSW. And I ended up going to Texas State um, just because of proximity, like it was 30 minutes away from Austin. And then still in my head, I was like, oh, I can get to go to like South by Southwest and like, you know, all these things um, that we didn't necessarily have um, an abundance of in Houston, right? So I ended up going there. Um, I found the radio station as a whim. I kind of already knew that I wanted to work in music. Um, in high school, I spent my first two years really into volleyball. Like I was like, I'm gonna like go to college and like be a volleyball star. And then, uh, you know, you, life happens. You don't end up making the team. Um, and so I pivoted to my love for um, the orchestra program there, which is actually like one of the best programs in the state. Um, and I'm super, super fortunate that I was able to um, be a part of that. So that's how I kind of knew that music was, was, was my gateway essentially to my career. Um, so when I was in college, I was basically looking for anything that I could do within the music industry. And one of the things that I saw at Texas State um, was that sometimes they send out teams to South by Southwest to cover it and like all this more journalistic kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, that's my gateway into like going to all these concerts basically and surrounding myself with all these like really cool music people. Um, so then I staked my way into the college radio station there. Um, I quickly became the music director there for a couple years and I loved every second of it. I cannot, I cannot state enough how beneficial that was for me in my career. Um, so yeah, I was there for a couple of years. And then while I was doing school and everything, um, of course, started doing some internships. I um, started an internship at Glassnote Records, um, which is home to Phoenix, Tudor Cinema Club, churches, um, more like mainstream pop bands like that. Um, did that um, for, I think, about a year. Um, I was doing some radio promotion, so I was going through um, this this database called uh, MediaBase and like going through reports and stuff and doing more like technical things like that. Um, and then I eventually moved on from that and uh, landed an internship at Dangerbird Records, which was kind of my my path into the more indie realm. Um, and they're home to Silver Sun Pickups, Sloth Rust, um, some other bands like that. And um, I think within, it was actually like under a year, um, I guess they just really liked me and I became really good friends with um, my peer there, Francie. And um, she helped me get promoted to a marketing assistant position, which was part-time. So I was doing that for a little bit. And then on the side, I was doing uh, what's called favor here. It's like food delivery, like Uber Eats kind of stuff. Um, 
but then you know after a while when you do part-time like it's not sustainable right so I was looking for a full-time gig and I saw this full-time gig based in Champaign, Illinois for where I am at now, Polyvinyl Records. Um, and that position was called the digital asset creator. And so I was like, okay, well, I, I have this experience. Like I did some kind of graphic design work for the radio station. And then I was also like helping out um, my friend's band do some stuff around town. Um, you know, and I was making show flyers and like little Facebook banners and, and stuff. Um, so like, okay, like I could give this a shot. I love being creative. I'm not formally trained in design in any way, but I'm really good at, um, you know, solving problems and looking stuff up on YouTube <laughs> basically. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, they hired me and then um, a couple years later, um, they had an, an art director position open up and they chose me. So that's how I got to where I am now. <laughs> no, yeah, you definitely have like such an amazing resume, of course, you know, definitely <laughs> love hearing like how you're able to take, you know, I learned something from here, even though I may not have necessarily like all like or what like some people that have like preferred qualifications, like, right. like I know what one thing Mo always says is, all you have is all you need so I think that's really like something that sticks to me of course because you know like even though like someone might have a completely different resume than you you're like you know what I am my own individual you know and I got this as long as I got motivation perseverance you know like nothing's gonna knock me down I'm still gonna try my best I don't know this you know what like you said I'm gonna look on YouTube I'm gonna learn how to do this so yeah I think having that motivation is really amazing to hear that that's definitely one piece of advice I give to anyone whenever you know they're applying to a job is you know like make sure that they know that you may not know like a b and c of whatever's on the job description but as long as you are willing to learn and you know are are able to be patient with yourself during that learning process then you can pretty much do whatever you know you want in life yeah, for sure. And I feel like your story is kind of like, because I'm a big believer on like everything happens for a reason. And so totally. every every job, everywhere you've been has led you to where you are. And so I think that's a great takeaway for people to realize too, is that, you know, no matter where you are, you, you're going through that process for a reason to take you somewhere even better. And I feel like your story is like a prime example of that because you've done all this stuff and it's led you to where you are now, which um, also brings me to a little question is like, how did you stay motivated through all of that? I know like with any career, <laughs> With any career, you know, sometimes you can be totally. so like, yeah. how did you navigate through that? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> I mean, it was really hard. Like, I, I look back at like all the things that I was juggling in college. And I'm like, I don't know if I could do that again, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but, you know, I think I was really... I was really self-motivated and of course like I had a bunch of friends cheering me on and everything um but I think I really when things got tough I really just kept reminding myself like you know what my dreams and goals were when I was like 15 years old 12 years old going to my first show and just like remembering that feeling and and trying to just bring myself back to that mindset of like okay, 12 year old me right now, even though I'm an intern, like in like just plugging in numbers, like it's still really cool, you know? Um, so yeah, I think, 
I mean, it's hard, right? Like you can get in your head so much and there's, you know, the whole burnout thing, which I definitely experienced, but I think I was just so, so hungry and so eager for more all the time. And that, that never, that drive never really stopped for me. So how did you know, like music was something you really wanted to do? And like, was it something maybe like in your childhood or like say during high school that, you know, what, like, this is something I'm, I'm really like interested in, you know? Well, my mom was really the one that pushed me to discover um, and explore like music, really. Um, I think in the Filipino culture, uh, I'm Filipino, by the way, um, there's a lot of karaoke and like, it seems like every Filipino person that I know is like an amazing singer. (laughs) So like at Filipino parties, you know, like karaoke is always getting busted out. And, and in Filipino parties, sometimes like there'll be like cute little performances, whether it's like dance or like singing. Um, So my thing was always singing and like doing these covers of stuff. And um, there was a point in high school where I was, you know, I was doing the whole YouTube thing. Right. (laughs) So I was making content for myself and I, that's kind of how I like got into, you know, loving, you know, making content and everything. But yeah, I mean, music, I think definitely came from my mom and, you know, I guess the friends that I was around, I had a lot of really good friends that were um, uh, really into just like the nitty gritty of, of what music is and what the lifestyle of like rock bands and like shows and everything um so that definitely helps and I was also like a part of orchestra since I was in middle school so I was also doing music in that way and when I was in high school um they our high school program orchestra program actually had a leadership team um and that was really really cool and that really pushed me to discover this like leadership part of myself as a teenager um so yeah I ended up being the president of the orchestra (laughs) um, in high school and that really gave me insight as to like how to structure things you know within uh, teams and like more project management type of stuff um yeah music has always been around in my life and has always been like the constant for me so yeah so I know a question that I have for you was, you know, over these past few days, like, how would you use, like, what song or artist or um, album would you use to describe these last few days? That is a good question. These last few days, um, well, if I have to plug a little bit, but we have, she, I mean, genuinely, like, she is one of my favorite artists, despite me working for her um but her name is ella williams but she goes by squirrel flower is the um is her like moniker of her solo project but um she has an album coming out tomorrow so i've been jamming that for the last few weeks of course getting getting myself hyped for that um beautiful record called planet eye that we did some amazing work for um so i'm listening to that um what else have I been listening to I listen to a lot of um, especially when I'm working just more of like a droning kind of sound and it's kind of odd because it's more like upbeat but I listen to a lot of um, dance or pop music Um, so I've been really loving DOS lately D-O-S-S she's this really cool um, uh, producer from New York I believe Uh, she put out an EP earlier this year that was 
four amazing songs. It's just like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm just here like on Premiere Pro, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, just trying try to like chug through the work day. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely love a good like music to, music to just get you going, you know, that's, that's really just yeah. all you need. Especially through the week, you're like, yes, hey, it is Monday, mm-hmm. hey, 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 you know. <laughs> and it's such a mood booster too. Like sometimes, especially during the beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, when that pandemic depression hit, <laughs> I could not listen to anything that was sad. It would just bum me out, put me in a bad mood. Um, so it was a lot of like pop music, like Carly Rae Jepsen, um, Lady Gaga, Charlie XCX. <laughs> um, yeah, alone, me alone in my apartment. I'm sure my neighbors are like, what is going on down there? Debbie, <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking about the pandemic, how was it transitioning from what you usually would do, like, you know, where you were working or, you know, versus like now, like kind of like everyone's kind of like having their distance and working from mm-hmm. home. So how was it like from first working kind of in your own environment and now to like a completely different environment? It's actually funny because I started the pandemic in Champaign, Illinois, um, where our headquarters are. And even prior to the pandemic, like we had made plans to move to Texas, my coworker and I, because um, we're both originally from here, um, just to be with family and you know friends and all that. Um, but yeah, when the pandemic hit, I remember it was the day before South by Southwest was about to happen, and we had we had just confirmed everything for a showcase for South by, and we had like announced it, and we had like the best artwork we've ever had, the best lineup we've ever had, and of course like that happened, and it was really just like a huge bummer, I think, all around for the music industry, and obviously like everyone else in the world, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so we obviously like made the switch to work from home. Um, I had just moved to Champaign a couple years prior and I you know, didn't really have that many friends. I was living alone um, for the first time in my life, um, which was a blessing of course, but I think during the pandemic, it really started to spiral for me. Um, you know, being in a small apartment, just like pacing around, not having anyone in person to really bounce things off of and even if it's not even like work stuff but also you know like a lot of my coworkers are my really good friends so like I kind of lost that connection too um but yeah and then I kind of just stuck through it through the summer and then in August um I had to like finish out my lease before I could move to Texas um but yeah and then August I moved in with my partner in Texas um worked from home a little bit there and that was I think really what turned it around for me was just like being able to be face to face with someone again on a regular basis. Um, So that definitely was so much better um, for me mentally. And then we ended up getting a dog because I knew I was going to be working from home for a while. And that was just like, he's the joy of my life. (laughs) Anyone that knows me will tell you the first thing (laughs) about me is that I love my dog. But yeah, and then we always kind of had, even before the pandemic, we had the plan to move to Texas, open up a Texas-based office, um, find some friends around here, music friends that would be down to split an office with us. Um, But then once we moved, because everything was like, okay, we'll wait for a vaccine, we'll wait for a vaccine, we'll wait for a vaccine. So everything kind of kept getting pushed um, until, oh, was it 
May, I think, of this year. Um, all of us finally got vaccinated. Um, we ended up partnering with an awesome base label called Peeled Scales. So we now all share an office. Um, as you can see, it's kind of barren right now. <laughs> we still have a lot more like posters and art to hang up. But um, yeah, we ended up moving um, into this really cool space on the east side of Austin. Um, ultimately, for me, um, working in an office and having that separation from home was really important. And I'm super lucky that I had um, bosses that recognized that and were willing to trust us to open up our own office. Um, so now that we have our own office open, I am just like a thousand times more productive. <laughs> Um, it's been really, really nice and I'm, yeah, very fortunate for that. But yeah, during the pandemic, it was not fun, not fun. Um, definitely. I know how you mentioned that, um, like listening to music kind of like kept you like, you know, going throughout the pandemic. Was there anything else you did to kind of like keep you motivated as well? Um, was there anything? I would like to say yes, but honestly, <laughs> honestly, not really. Um, I think... <laughs> The home and the work separation for me was really, really hard. Um, so I'd end up working like till nighttime. But I think with um, being in the office and having a longer commute, I can actually like turn off my computer <laughs> and I'll just leave it on all day. Um, but other things that got me through, I guess the one thing was my when we got my dog, like that was just so wonderful and great. Um, and you know, just trying my best to keep in touch with friends as much as I could and getting on the phone with people. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. Listening to music, dancing. <laughs> yeah. I, um, if I could ask a question, I know um, since I am a dancer and I'm like kind of like in the dance scene and stuff, like with the, that type of artistry, I noticed like um, a lot of like artists are always so open-minded and just great overall people. And I was wondering if like, how, if you notice that like in the music industry or, or people, artists around you, like, is it like a really like open-minded environment? Like what type of environment is it? Specifically in the, in the I can only really speak to the indie music scene, DIY music scene. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, they, all of us are just really open-minded and, you know, accepting of each other and, um, you know, the, the indie music scene is pretty tight-knit and as much as we like to think it's really big, it's actually really small. Um, you know, everyone knows each other and I think there's a really good support system with, you know, all the different artists around us. Um, I think part of that is understanding that we all know each other and we are, we all have a mutual understanding of, um, you know, the struggles of running an indie record label. And so that's something that I think <clears throat> really attracted me to Polyvinyl was that Polyvinyl really stood for, you know, people first and then, you know, industry second. Um, that's part of our business models that we're 50-50 split record label, which is typical for most indie record labels. But um, if you go further into the more like um, like top 20 pop kind of realm, um, sometimes it, it, the, the labels will get more than the artists. And the way we approach that is, you know, we, we're, we're essentially like partners with 
are artists, like we're business partners. We're not like looming over you in any way. Like we're here to help you support you, however your vision may be. We're here to give you guidance, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, definitely kind of like um, going back to like your career in school, like there was something that, that really caught my attention. Um, I saw that you organized like a talent showcase, a music fest called Play Like a Girl, you know, so <laughs> I definitely wanted to hear more about like, how was it like kind of just, you know, setting that up. So Yeah, that was awesome. Um, I, uh, I don't even remember how that came about. I think just for me, like International Women's Day is like Christmas, like I just love texting all my friends being like, you rule, like you're a badass, like everyone is like, you know, and I was, was um, music director at the time, and I, it, this was, I made sure that this was like separate from being affiliated with the, rec- the, uh, the radio station, um, because I really wanted to make it my own thing and make sure it was like 100% woman led and organized. Um, and I had a lot of really amazing, um, women identifying, uh, peers around me that were really awesome at like organizing and like, um, you know, coordinating things with people. And I felt so inspired by them and, and I've worked with them in previous projects before. And I was like, I need to recruit these two people for this to help me with this because if we all like the, the process the, the thought process was like if we all combine like our powers and our talents basically like we can do something really really cool for the community um so yeah my friend hannah bennett um i think she is doing like event planning now which like totally makes sense and um andrea um she is in new york now doing um pr for film the film industry um and so I was just really inspired by them and I was like hey like I have these bands in mind um would you help me you know uh get this coordinated like I'll handle all the artwork the the communication with the bands like um you know contact the venue to make sure we can book that venue um and then yeah we basically came together I think it was a few times the month before to like plan everything out. Um, we made sure we had all the assets and everything that we needed, Facebook group, um, emails to send to bands to make sure that they're ready for the day. Um, it was really, really just magical, I think, um, getting to work with these three, these two women and then, you know, standing there in the room and seeing all these uh, female musicians perform and do their thing and like we also had little vendors that were um, uh, businesses owned by women and just to see all this like powerful like female energy in the room I was like yes like this is this is what we need like this is more of what um, the community that I want to represent and like lift up into the world. Yeah that's honestly amazing just especially like just being able to empowering women in general is definitely great and how you're able to just take one idea and then just be able to just showcase it to the world in a sense so I think that's mm-hmm. definitely awesome yes I agree with Marisol and I have a question for you so like do you have you noticed like differences between men and women like in the music industry like you know do women face you know different disparities like how how is that Totally. I 
100% think so. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's the obvious things like in the music industry, like it, it really is like male dominated. Um, if you look at all the, the execs in the music industry as a whole, um, they're all run by men um, with women below them. And so I think sometimes it can get hard as a woman to speak up for yourself, you know, bringing up things that are going wrong, but having the courage to do that, like it takes a lot, um, you know, and there've definitely been times where, you know, something has happened to me and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm a young, you know, 19 year old as an intern, like, I don't really have, you know, I don't really have a voice in this company, but, you know, at the end of the day, we all need to be represented and, and, and feel like you're able to have a voice wherever you are. Um, and I think that's super important and yeah, I mean, definitely something I've experienced, um, you know, I've, I've been to shows where, you know, people have touched me where they're not supposed to touch me and I'm very, I've, I'm, <laughs> I used to be at least, I haven't been to a show in however knows who long, how, whoever knows how long, um, but, you know, I'm very much like a, hey, don't do that kind of person. Like, you know, I, I will speak up for myself in that way. And it took me a long time to do that, you know. Um, but I think for me, it's just like I just got tired of it. And I, my, my mom is someone that has always told me, like, if someone's treating you a bad way, you need to tell them. You know, like if, if someone's disrespecting you, you need to be upfront with them. It's your, you know, you, it's you that comes first in that, in those kinds of situations. Um, you know, because if it were a man doing those kinds of things, like there would be no repercussions, right? Um, and then of course, like, you know, the act of actually having that conversation with someone can be, with a man, especially an older man, can be pretty demoralizing. Um, you know, it can feel like, you don't have a voice or like, you know, you're too emotional or you're too this and that, you know, you're looking too into it. Oh, you're just heated right now, you know, cool down. Um, I think women's emotions can definitely be um, taken advantage of and not being taken seriously. Um, and I guess that goes for whatever, you know, outside of the music industry too, you know? So um, yeah, I definitely see it. And which is why I'm very passionate about, you know, uplifting young women um, in whatever they do. No, yeah, definitely um, another question I have is like, so like, you know, we are in have a map and, you know, people my age, you know, sometimes I don't even know what the hell I'm doing, you know, just like going to college, mm -hmm. like, mm, you know, what's next? So I definitely want to know, like, is this like the path you always knew you kind of wanted to go through? Like, like, how was it, like, just kind of, like, going into, like, where you're at now, you're, like, oh, my God, like, okay, like, I just got to go here or here, or, like, like, how was that for you, like? Um, it was, it's interesting, because I started out, you know, when I was doing the whole radio music director thing, I was, like, definitely working in radio. I don't care if it's a dying art, I'm working in it, <laughs> um, but then, you know, I, I tried it out, you know, and I think if I had stayed in radio that I would have done a wonderful job no matter what. Um, but I, I'm really glad that I, you know, life took me where it did and led me more, led me down a more creative path. Um, 
And I, I'm not sure I always pictured myself as an art director. I, I think when I was y'all's age, I was probably more in the mindset of like, I'm going to be like a radio, like work in radio for this record label. I always knew that I wanted to work for a record label or like be in music in some way, but in terms of like the niche, like path I wanted to take, um, I think I just, <laughs> I kind of just let whatever was out there, um, lead me and in, in faith that it would be good <laughs> and I'd find my way eventually. It might not be like as soon as I wanted it to be. Um, but I always believed in myself in knowing that no matter what steps I would take, it would, I always made sure that it would be a step forward and not really a step back. Like I said before, like as long as you have that mindset of like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'll learn, you know, I'm able to learn. Um, I just let that kind of like lead me through where, where life ended up taking me. I thought it was really interested, uh, interesting too, how you mentioned um, like how you moved from one place to another, not knowing anyone. And I know for myself, my second year I transferred and like I knew basically no one. So it definitely can be hard, like kind of putting yourself out there. And yeah, like when I did, like I went to a like, meet the Greeks and I already knew like I wanted to um be in a like say fraternity sorority because I was looking at a co-ed fraternity and I know mm -hmm. like um this guy he was like he was like hola hablas espanol I'm like oh see like you know he speaks Spanish I'm like yeah like you know that was like my first interaction so like now like I got to pledge and like I know all these people and I think because of them like I was able to grow that much more as well so I think kind of how you mentioned like just you just got to put yourself out there you know totally yeah and and practice makes perfect too like I, one of the jobs that of, of being a music director is um, uh, calling promote radio promoters and telling them what you're spinning. Um, and a lot of that includes like small talk, of course, because you want to build, you know, relationships and what have you. But um, I used to be terrified of picking up the phone, <laughs> like absolutely terrified. But, uh, you know, once those, like I had to do it. So, so you know, it, it was really awkward and rocky at first, but, um, you know, yeah, definitely found my voice and, and um, yeah, and I remember in college, like my first few days, I didn't really, you know, talk to anyone. I was, I'm, I'm naturally a very uh, uh, introverted person. Like a lot of my energy gets spent talking to people, but I, when I'm in it, I love it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it took a little bit for sure. Um, but I feel like once you get more comfortable in, in you know, your surroundings and, and um, I think start grounding yourself first, it's easier to, you know, branch yourself out and try to make new friends. So like, how is it um, kind of like being an art director now? Like, is it like, how different is it like from first being an intern to like now, like the things you're doing being an art director? Oh, it's so different. It's so different. Um, when I was in it, when I was doing, I guess before I started working at Polyvinyl, I was really only doing radio stuff. So I wasn't really working um, like with the design team. Um, so there was a pretty big learning curve, I think, in, you know, how to structure that. And when I first joined Polyvinyl, there wasn't really a structure for that at the time. It was really only just um, one guy at the time that was doing all the art stuff. Um, so we we worked together and like kind of tried to adapt more of the system and that, that was a lot of what bringing me on as an art director um 
that was one of like my boss's main goals with bringing me on was um, to structure it because there was no structure really before it was just one guy with a to-do list. Um, so a lot of my day is actually um, not creating anymore, which is fine. It has ups and downsides, but um, a lot of it is like project managing, making sure that files are in order. Um, we have all the files that we need. Everything's ready to go to print. Um, communicating with artists and management. Whereas when I first started out Polyvinyl, I was just you know making a banner for Instagram or for the website. Um, I was also doing photography at the time, their product photos. So I, I was just really kind of working in my own little like bubble in, in Photoshop. <laughs> um, but now I have such a more, I guess a bigger awareness of, of what's going on within the label. Um, you know, especially creatively, I tried to dig in a little bit more into the uh, process of the conception of the actual like physical artworks, so, like physical LPs and stuff. Um, so sometimes I'll um, get different bands and artists connected with designers that I've worked with before that I really like, or they'll come to me with a designer that they have in mind. Usually that conversation starts um, once our, um, our label director gets word that we're gonna have mass, uh, mass, we call them masters, but they're the audio mastered files, the stuff that you're gonna hear on Spotify, et cetera. Um, so once we know we're gonna have those soon, um, my boss contacts me and is like, hey, let's get this artwork conversation started. Um, usually our timeline is like, we have to get the master delivered and the artwork delivered at the same time because those go to the vinyl plant at the same time um, to get test pressing made, which is what gets sent to us. Um, so we make sure that there's no pops and stuff in the vinyl. Um, so yeah, a lot of it is like more timeline-based, deadline-based. Um, since I started, um, we were a team of three and then two of those folks left. And then, uh, so it was just me kind of running ship <laughs> for a, a little bit, which was really hard, but we made it through. Um, and then now I have um, an assistant that helps me with the day-to-day -day stuff, um, which is really great. And I, I really love, I think, like, like I said, like helping young people like do what they want to do and, and try to um, just give as much knowledge as I can. So it's been really, really big transition. Um, and I'm, I'm really, surprised that it came this early in my career um so yeah um a question i definitely have is like say all the stuff you've learned so far and that you do like would you say you kind of learned that through school or more like kind of like on the job like i would definitely say on the job <laughs> um yeah a lot of indie rock i feel like is learning as you go and i feel like there are two tenets of like working in the indie music industry and, and the first one is you have to learn everything as you go, basically, or, you know, like learn from people, you know, um, around you. And the second thing is to always be adaptable because music is like, everything is always changing all the time. Like the whole, how, how all of like Spotify and Apple music kind of came into the picture in the last 20 years. Um, you know, the, the how vinyl has had a weird resurgence and also how vinyl is not being able to get manufactured right now. 
Um, so we always have to kind of be on our toes and get creative on the fly with certain things like that. Thank you so much for like, just like all the insights. Yeah, thank you so much for like joining us. We loved having you. We have any little closing remarks you want to leave before we, um, you know, we end? I just want to say thank you all for being here. And like I said, like, it's so great to be in a in a room, Zoom room uh, with two other incredible women. And I wish you both the absolute best in life. And we should keep in touch for sure.